What is up, Devil fans? It is your buddy, Billy Botch. Welcome to the Trap Podcast. It is good to be back in New Jersey. So, I wanted to put together this little short uh, episode, and it was going to be about advanced stats. Advanced stats is um, pretty much the entire sporting community is relying heavily on um, on advanced stats, which I don't know if you guys ever saw the mo- uh, the movie Moneyball, but it's it's pretty awesome, and um, and you start to hear about uh, analytics in sports and where you could find a diamond in the rough based upon their numbers and you're basically you're not using the eye test you're just looking at a guy's numbers and trying to find strengths and weaknesses to help build a well-rounded team but a lot of us hockey nerds throw around expected goals for and coursey rating and coursey relevant rating and all these things that um can be confusing to casual fans or even to hardcore fans. And I thought that if I did a really short episode that just basically gave a very bland blanket rundown over what this stuff means, it could help some of our fans um, have a better idea at, at reading the numbers when some of our guys are jumping off the page. And, and the guy that really made me decide to actually do this was Timo Meyer in his game versus Washington on Thursday night. His numbers were off the charts. Were off the charts. So the basic um the like the foundation for all of hockey analytics comes from Corsi. So a Corsi rating is basically when a player is on the ice how many shots are taken versus how many shots are taken against when he is on the ice. It doesn't matter that the shots are on net. doesn't matter if the shots are blocked. It means their team has the puck, and they are driving the play towards the other team's net. So if Timo Meyer is on the ice and the Devils have 10 shots on goal, and then they're playing the Rangers and the Rangers have 8 shots on goal, that means that Timo Meyer is a plus two Corsi rating. So basically it's a plus minus, but it's shots towards the net when a player is on the ice. Now, nobody uses this stat because it's very vague and you really don't get anything from it. But what it is, is it's the, the sun of what is the hockey analytic and advanced stat system. So everything is based off of the Corsi. So you start to get into expected goals. And what that does is um, it, it breaks down it breaks down game situations. So for instance, let's say the Devils have 10 shots on net and then the Rangers have five shots on net. But the devil's shots were all came from the outside or came from the point, and the ranger's shots were two-on-ones, and 
breakaways and rebounds in front of the net. It takes all of those things into consideration. So the model behind expected goals is they weigh each shot. So for instance, a point shot might be worth 0.02, while a rebound in front of the net might be worth 0.4. And it weights them, and it basically says, okay, Corsi, yes, you were on the the ice, you have a high Corsi rating, but what do they all add up to after you get each shot's rating? Um, and, and what they do is they're, they're trying to use these analytics to predict who's going to win games, who's driving play. Um, and, and, you know, if you're going to pay somebody, all this stuff comes into, all this stuff comes into, into play. Um, they ended up, they turned everything into percentage. So... They put it into a basically, uh, they put advanced stats into a, a ratio form and then they turn it into a percentage. So <clears throat> let's say that, um, let's say that Nico Heischer is on the ice for 10 total shots six by the Devils, four versus the Rangers. So he has a 60%. He's 60% shot attempt was generated when he was on the ice. Um, so that's his, that's his uh, Corsi 4 percentage. And then Hughes was on the ice, and the Flyers generated, or and the Devils generated 20 shots out of 36 shots. That would mean that his Corsi percentage is actually 55%, even though it looks like it's better because he was on the ice for 20 shots. It's because you divide the 20 by the 36. So basically anything over 50% is solid performance. That means that you're playing more offense on the ice than not. And that goes for the team and it goes for a player. They also have, it's called relative to teammates. And what this does is it's able to break down the difference between, let's say your whole team is on fire. So like the Devils are in their 13-game winning streak. Everybody looks good. But who really is driving play relative to the rest of the team? So the whole team is, let's say, is at a 60% Corsi rating. But they break it down to when each player is on the ice, and then they subtract it from what the team's overall Corsi rating is. Does that make sense? So let's say the Devils have 60% of the shot attempts when Nico Heischer is on the ice, giving him a Corsi 4 percentage of 60%. Seems good, right? But then when the rest of the team is on the ice, they're generating 66% of the attempts. Therefore... Nico's a minus six Corsi relative rating compared to the rest of his team. And what this does is it allows you to truly under understand who is driving 
play on your team? Who are the real play drivers? So not only do you want your best players to be consistently finishing with Corsi percentages over 50%, but you want them to have positive Corsi relative ratings compared to the rest of their team. And Patrice Bergeron is like the king of all of this because he's a guy who over the past, you know, seven years, his Corsi rating has been around, his Corsi 4 rating has been around 60%, while the rest of the team is around 505 to 51%, basically making him like a plus 8 or plus 9 Corsi relative which is huge. That means that it shows that he is the one that is driving the play. Whenever he is on the ice, the team is playing that much better. They also have a score adjusted, and that basically means that they take into consideration what is happening over the course of a game. So let's say the Devils get out to a 4-1 lead in the first period and they take their foot off the gas, and they play a very a very you know, sound, structured, defensive game. They allow teams to control the puck as long as they're going to shoot from the outside. They don't take any stupid penalties. They don't force play where it's going to cost them um, a turnover. They shouldn't be that the Devils players, when they're winning by three goals, a four-to-one lead, they shouldn't lose any kind of percentage points or analytic points because they had to change their style of play in order to protect their lead. So score adjustment is, is they factor that in. It also works the other way to where if you're losing one of, you know, if you're losing by three goals and you're on the ice all the time and you're just firing away and you're not playing any defense, it keeps that into consideration as well. And then the other metric is per 60. And what that does is it goes over a person's points and then it goes by how many actual minutes they've played on the ice and then it divides the amount of points they have by the amount of minutes they're on the ice and gives you an idea as to how um, efficient a player is when they're on the ice. So Miles Wood, for instance, uh, he may have, you know, five points in 200 minutes, and then you may have Andre Palat, who only has two points in 40 minutes, but actually if you go by per 60-minute metrics, Andre Pallat is a much more efficient player and scores much more than Miles Wood, despite Miles Wood having more points overall. It's just that Andre Pallat's not getting as much ice time. And I'm just using names as an example to try to explain this. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things. I mean, and you have to look at five-on-five five play. When you look at... When you look at... Um, penalty kill it's not fair to for someone's they 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 basically they use these ratings at five on five because it's not fair to have somebody's coursey rating go down if they're playing on the penalty kill for instance so to give you an idea um the devil's first line 
is ranked number one in the NHL right now from moneypuck.com. And they have a 69% high danger scoring chances for. They have a 72.5% expected goals for. And they have a 69% goal score. Goals for. So, I mean, that's number one in the NHL. So it gives you an idea as to how dominant these players have been on our team. If you look at the way that Timo Meyer played in Washington on Thursday night, he had an 83% goals expected goals for. Corsi 4 percentage was 71.43. He led the entire team. And basically what it means is when Timo Meyer was on the ice the other night, he completely dominated the game. So I just wanted to go over a couple of these like little stats that we talk about. People don't really explain them so well. I mean, you can always go online and check them out too. Um, shout out to um, shout out to Charlie O'Connor from the Athletic. I used his article to kind of uh, bring some of this stuff to light, but. I thought it might be something that some of you guys might take advantage of. Um, there's also a Fenwick rating, which is another metric system. But analytics and um, and advanced stats are really driving the NHL right now. And, when, and they're getting tossed around a lot. And it's kind of good to know that you're looking at to really put things in perspective. Um, otherwise, they're just random numbers to you. So hopefully that helps. If not... No worries. Google it. But, uh, yeah, check it out. Let me know what you think, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right? Peace.